the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money. Mark Honf is off again today. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And that certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Uh, today's trivia theme is entertainment. And by the way, a, a little announcement here. Starting on uh, excuse me, December 19th, Excuse me. We are going to be moving to 8 p.m. on Saturday on the sister station, KTRB 860, The Answer. So everybody kind of write that down. Otherwise, you'll uh, tune in and you'll go, wait, where's my favorite show, The Best of Investing? They're not here. You go, well, they moved to KTRB, which is a stronger station, but it's still under the Salem uh, communications. So that's good. Nom. 8 p.m. though. 8 p.m. I'm in bed by 8 p.m. Yeah, on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. A lot of work. They work at they work us really hard here at Pacific Private Money. That's true. Um, exactly. Yeah. Quite a couple so you said the, yeah, you said the trivia uh, for today is entertainment, right? Yes. Okay. Well, we just had a entertainment. We hosted a webinar yesterday, um, this week for the Pacific. Well, the family of fun, and uh, it was really, really well received. I'll get into a few articles in, in just a minute, but it was. It was interesting. We, we mixed it up a little bit. Um, we, like always, talk about uh, the various investment opportunities here at Pacific Private Money. But uh, this week's uh, webinar, you know, we, we tried to frame it a little differently. And that's, you know, what are investors interested in um, in terms of things like what's their aggressiveness with investing? You know, what's typically their time frame for investing? Do they want liquidity or do they want to invest for uh, or do they have an invest and hold strategy um, or do they uh, only want to stay invested in California real estate or are they open to investing um, out of California? And all of those questions are to help us and help them really understand what the different uh, fund options are. Yeah. And when we get into some of the later segments, we'll recap some of what we talked about in the uh, in yesterday's session. Um, and again, it's really well attended. We got some really good feedback and, and investors who say, wow, I'm, I'm you know, really interested in learning about uh, your all of your funds or I'm currently invested in the Pacific Private Money Fund and I'd like to explore these other funds. So we'll touch on each one of those funds in a little bit. But uh, just starting out, you know, every week we do the show and, and lately uh, there's been so much activity in the last 30 days. Right? There's There's been several months worth of activity in the last 30 days, starting with you know, the election results, uh, obviously COVID uh, being top of mind for this whole, essentially this 
last uh, six, seven months and just the really hot real estate market. And all of those things sort of have come together over the last 30 days and have made, um, you know, post-election uh, real estate activity even stronger. So you've got uh, the, the low interest rates. You've got the news about, you know, potential vaccines coming from out of Pfizer and Moderna. And um, it's created even more of a frenzy, it seems like. In the, literally in the last 10 days, um, the number of real estate transactions for us, the real estate loan demand has, has, has jumped up significantly. So there's no rest for us. Everyone at the office is just tired of, uh, of all of the loan activity. And you know, people come to us for 11th hour, at the 11th hour for loans. Um, so it's always a rush. Um, it's a great problem to have. I mean, we're not complaining. We're definitely, um, you know, we're, we're definitely taking advantage of all we can. We actually served lunch, had it sent to two of our dock and processors today um, because they're just so busy. They really don't have time to, to eat or get out and eat. So we actually sent lunch to them. So yeah. I think hopefully they're actually hire someone to feed them too, right? Yeah, that's right. Going around, feeding them grapes and with a fan, <laughs> keep them nice and cool. But, um, you know, the headline today, and, and uh, you know, we may go into the next uh, segment on this, is uh, one of them, one of the headlines is from Inman News and what a vaccine could mean for the U.S. housing market and real estate. We talked about a little bit about this last week, but uh, between last week and now, there's more news about, you know, Pfizer's, uh, you know, vaccine and Moderna came out uh, a few days later with their vaccine results so far. Um, and Chuck Schumer was talking about uh, another COVID-19 stimulus that the talks of, of uh, resuming that again. So that's going to kind of yeah. back into the uh, public. Yeah. So, I mean, all of that, you know, is, is going to help boost public confidence. And so you're seeing that uh, with a, you know, with this um, article. So it could mean a spike in, in um, real estate activity, but it also could mean a spike in interest rates too. So the article says the news is ineffective back. What's that? I don't know about that, but the interest rates, just, you know, they yeah. talk about keeping, keeping them low because, you know, the economy is still going to take a while to, to get back on track. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the question is when would that spike actually occur and would it be a spike versus a, a, a gradual uh, increase? But the article says the news of an effective vaccine, which in turn means a potential light at the end of the COVID tunnel, would obviously be a good news for the economy overall. Uh, and then they say, you know, the early week spike in the equity markets as a result of the Pfizer news provided clear evidence for that hypothesis. Um, strong economy is generally good news for the housing market as people are more likely to buy homes when they feel good about their economic prospects. You know, the idea that they can get back to work. Um, Tell you what, we're going to get to a quick break. When we come back, we'll, we'll get more into that. Okay. Yep. Here's our first trivia question on entertainment. Uh, who was the first um, a winner of American Idol TV show? All right. Hmm. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with correct answer is going to win that certificate uh, by uh, Tanbella. Uh, again, uh, first trivia question is, who was the first winner of American Idol? Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Nam Fauna Pacific Private Money. First trivia question Who was the first winner of American Idol? Is it Kelly Clarkson? It was Kelly Clarkson. Very good. Thanks. Right. 
Um, hey, wow. one like a quick mention also. Uh, do you know that uh, Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael, you know, with the COVID and the shutdown and all that stuff, they are still open for pickup and delivery. And their pizza is right. phenomenal. I really, really like, man, I, I hate mentioning it because it makes me hungry. Every time I mention yeah. Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael, it's like, ah, I'm hungry, but it's not here. Which, uh, what kind of pizza do you get from them when you order? Uh, I like pepperoni. That's my that's that's my thing. I like pepperoni. That's your um, go-to pizza. That's my go-to pizza. Okay. Um, so, Nam, you were continuing on with your article. Yeah. So, you know, the last segment we were talking about the uh, article from Inman News, what a vaccine could mean for the U.S. housing market and real estate. Um, you know, I ended saying that uh, that the article mentions uh, a strong economy is generally good news for the housing market as people are more likely to buy homes uh, when they feel good about their economic prospects. Um, however, there's a caveat. Strong economy also likely means interest rates may start to rise, and we talked about that as well. Although, you know, they're they're at record lows right now. Um, will they continue to go down over the next few months? They 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 could. They're they're at record lows. I think this week they hit another record. But, you know, those rates usually they just don't go up uh, drastically or dramatically overnight. So, like we talked about, the economy still has a fair uh, a ways to go before. It's, you know, it's it's where it was pre-COVID. This whole COVID thing is, is you know, really uh, taking a toll. You know, it is. Businesses are shutting down. You know, here yeah. on, on 4th Street on San Rafael, every other mm-hmm. business is shuttered. It's scary. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so people have to feel good, especially if you visit these business owners who just had nothing but, it's been a nightmare roller coaster ride for them. One month, you're, you know, you're transitioning back to having some capacity come back. And then the next month, you're, you're told to shut down. So how can you predict the future with that? So having a vaccine and hopefully distributing it quickly will help get back to some sort of um, you know, normal, normal pattern for these business owners and a really feel for them. Um, the article goes on to say, how will uh, a vaccine impact migration trends? And Rich Barton, who's the CEO and co-founder of Zillow, uh, believes that the great reshuffling, those are his words, uh, is here to stay. And what he means by reshuffling is the migration of people moving from, you know, uh, congested uh, urban areas to the suburbs. Um, He thinks... You know, there's there's you know that trend of, of being able to work from home, wanting a larger space uh, is definitely probably here to stay. Although, you know, I'm sure as soon as you know somebody who lives in the city, they're looking at thinking about moving. All of a sudden, they realize if they haven't moved yet, they realize, hey, there's a vaccine on the horizon. That really changes probably their mindset. It does. Yeah. Um, but you know, you once this you know train has left the station, I'm sure some people will say, you know what. I've Airbnb'd for a month out in Napa, uh, away from San Francisco, and I really like it. So I do want to move. Oh. The urgency isn't as great. Maybe I'll wait until the summer. Um, but uh, you're always going to have a mix. And then there's pe- there are, I'm sure there are people who say, you know what? I don't like the suburbs. I really like city life, so I'm going to move back. Um, so you'll see migration. The good news is, for at least for us, for our own uh, interests, Housing is going to be strong. You're going to see continued sales. Yeah, I mean, as long activity. as there's activity, it's sort of like when people yeah. uh, in the stock market, uh, when people buy uh, options on both sides, uh, you know, put mm-hmm. calls. As long as the market moves a lot one way or the other, they make money. So in your case, as long as there's activity in the market, be it people moving to San Francisco, people moving out of San Francisco, it doesn't matter because you're going to be yeah. buying homes one way or the other. Yeah, and there's already trends in place pre-COVID where there's there's just built-in migration because of an aging population, and we'll talk about that in in one of the deals of the week. So, 
you know, for us, um, real estate activity is going to, we feel, continue to be strong for years to come for so many different reasons. This past year, though, it was for a very unknown reason, which was COVID and the subsequent migration. And, you know, certainly the low interest rates weren't predicted this year. So we'll see that. And, you know, there's another article that I'll share with you in a minute that, that also talks about the longer term trend of housing. Um, but um, I think COVID is, is um, you know, one of the reasons for the housing market uh, boom this year. And there are a number of longer term factors that uh, we'll get into in uh, an, uh, another segment. Um, you know, since we're on the topic uh, and we have uh, some time before the end of this segment, you know, we're talking about the long term migration pattern. So. Uh, I, I mentioned this deal of the week or this case study, as we call them on our webinars. Um, this is a deal of the week that we recently uh, closed uh, that highlights one of those trends we we're talking about, which the migration trend of people downsizing. Um, you know, we talk about people downsizing from in particular boomers who have a lot of equity in their home and maybe are moving from a two-story home uh, into a one-story because they're empty nesters and they don't need to have such a big property anymore. Um, that's been one segment where we've been able to really provide value with our bridge loan. Um, and we had talked about how many of these people were moving from one location in, in California to another location. What we're seeing more lately are people who are um, moving out of California. We're seeing more of those loans. Um, and the deal that we mentioned yesterday uh, was a couple who was moving from San Jose to Hawaii. And uh, this is a loan that we did. It's actually a, a junior lien. It was a second for $900,000. Uh, that's a pretty big second lien loan. Uh, the value of this property is uh, $1.8 million, which is uh, a loan is a 50% loan to value, but they also had a first on it. So it was a $274,000 first. Combined loan to value is you know, somewhere 60-ish percent. Um, so it addresses a few things. One is we can make loans to people who are moving out of state. Uh, in this case, we're not. We're just wiring the funds uh, that were that uh, to escrow other Hawaii purchase. But you, you didn't cross collateralize on the Hawaii house. Not in this case, we didn't. We basically they pulled cash out in the form of a second. And uh, we used uh, the, that uh, loan uh, for them to, to make a down payment on the Hawaii yeah, purchase. They have, they have a, the interesting thing is that even though you didn't cross collateralize, they have a, a huge incentive to make sure that uh, they pay off the loan because 270 plus 900 is a million. What properties, they don't want to give up six, seven hundred thousand dollars of value, especially when they're right. moving, moving out, moving away, you know, a few yeah. thousand miles. I get it. Yeah, and that's for us. This is risk we're taken. We'll talk about it more later. More later. Okay. Uh, here's our second trivia question. You remember the movie Shallow How? Yes. Which it had its pluses and minuses, but I kind of liked it a little bit. Okay. What real life person hypnotizes Hal into seeing people as their inner beauty? You remember that? All right. Uh, in fact, I think he sees him in the elevator, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win uh, the tanning certificate. Uh, in the movie Shallow How, what real life person hypnotizes how into seeing people as their inner beauty. And when we come back, uh, we also have uh, an email that came in. It says, when is the best time to get into one of your funds? Uh, are, are, is there any waiting list to get in? All right. So that's, uh, we'll answer that question too. All right. Stay with us. The Best of Investing. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, 
Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown, along with Nam Phan. Uh, let's see. In the uh, movie Shallow Hal, what real life person hypnotizes Hal? into seeing people as their inner beauty. Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Yes, you are two for two. In fact, uh, you'll, you're going to be three for three because I think the next one's a softball question or even a t-ball question. I hope uh, I hope you're right. I, did you ask that trivia question before on a previous no, show? I, I remember Shallow Hal one before. Yeah, that could have been about six or nine months ago. I figured maybe you forget by then. <laughs> no, that was a funny movie. That was Don't good. forget. Okay, uh, go ahead. Uh, finish off with your deal. Yeah. So that deal of the week that I was talking about earlier, you know, highlights uh, a few trends. One is, uh, you know, that, that people are downsizing and moving, uh, moving, but also there are migration patterns for people in California moving out of state. And we're seeing uh, loan requests for people to um, move, sell their home in California and buy in Texas, for instance. We're seeing Oregon. We're seeing Washington State. Uh, we're seeing Reno. So not too far away, but in this case, this one was in Hawaii. And, you know, I mentioned earlier that um, it's a $900,000 loan, but it's a second. And that might have piqued some of our investors' ears or potential investors saying, wow, that's a big second. Are you sure you guys, you know, should you be taking on that kind of a risk? Because I hear seconds are risky. And we always talk about that. And we always talk about how not all seconds are created equal, right? Now, if this scenario were flipped where they had a $900,000 first and they needed a $274,000 second, we, you would say, well, would investors say, well, that's a smaller dollar amount. Isn't that less risk, um, you know, taking a smaller second? And Edward's shaking his head for those who uh, can't see the video segment. And the reason why is, you know, if you're stuck behind a big first, uh, you know, and you had to cure that default, you'd have to potentially pay the, the mortgage on that first, right, to not lose your, your position. Where if it's flipped, and in this case, the overall combined loan to value is, is low, the buyer's not going to walk away from, you know, like you said, $600,000 in equity. Right. Um, if we needed to take over that $274,000 first in a short period of time that we would hold the loan before foreclosing, if we ever had to get there, we, we would do that. Because the upside is if we did have to foreclose and take the property back, we'd have, you know, we'd, we'd, take, we'd also get the equity in that property. Right. But, you know, we take all of these things into consideration, and the fact is the these people are moving. They have a very, very strong financial incentive to exit our loan, to sell their house, to be able to get into that house in Hawaii. So, you know, uh, I just want to highlight that, you know, we will be making more seconds for scenarios like this. But uh, again, it has to work out. There's seconds where we obviously say no because it's a it's a small second behind a big first and we just don't want to take on that, yeah. that kind of risk. I mean, it, it, it's, it's prudent, man. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to mention also, uh, so what do you think about Newsom closing, the, pretty much closing the state down? You know what? I, I have mixed feelings. First of all, um, just coming from him <laughs> and, and right after on the on the heels of him, you know, being seen at, uh, at French Laundry uh, with a whole bunch of people. Yeah. It's just uh, you can't help but uh, have kind of a sour taste in your mouth. Well, the um, they mentioned this on Armstrong and Getty, uh, which I appreciated. Uh, it's not just the fact that he was unmasked, but he's with all these cronies, you know, all of his rich people who were unmasked. So right. it's like, come on. I mean, it's not just him. It's like, hey, guys, it's supposed to be the whole shebang. And so I wonder how yeah. many people are going to say, you know what? Forget this. I'm just talking. If he can't, if he doesn't need to wear a mask, I don't need to wear a mask. Well, and that's, you know, what you expect from leadership is you have to follow, you have to lead by example. But, you know, messenger aside, you have to take the, remove the messenger from the message. True. And, you know, I'm not a scientist. So 
Um, but I have to I have to believe that our doctors um, and scientists, you know, who make recommendations are are coming it with you know with facts and objectivity. Um, I think it is important that we um, take the necessary precautions. I don't know if shutting down for a month is overkill. But again, I, I know that what we're doing probably isn't working or isn't enough. So somewhere in there. You'll herd immunity, you know, just kind of let everybody yeah. get it, get over it. And unfortunately, some people will die. You know, I'm not obviously hoping people die, but, you know, it's like last year, right? When, when there were, you know, or, or the swine flu or Ebola, you know, one of those major, you know, N1, H, H1N1 type things. They didn't shut things down. And that was, you know, that H1N1 was deadly. Um, yeah, I just, you know, what I don't know is um, if they've shown that herd immunity works with the uh, coronavirus. Because I know they tried that in Switzerland. Uh, they didn't shut down in the first go around um, back in March, April, or May. And I don't know that it was effective. So they actually backed off of that for a while because um, they weren't recovering um, as quickly as they anticipated. So I, you know, I just don't know the answer yeah, to that. Fair. That's a fair analysis. Okay. You made yeah. it. Wait a we'll minute. See. You are a scientist and don't know it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I know. I know that I don't know enough to make my own judgment call. On that, so yeah, that I'll have to lean on the audience. Hey, uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, oil prices drop uh, because of uh, COVID concern. I guess they're thinking there's not enough demand. I mean, I, I also heard this on the radio that there's this theory that it's it's not so much about the virus; it's about control and about turning it, this into a socialist system where it's like, you know, <laughs> a we're going to force people to get off the road. They're going to stop, you know, forcing. They're not going to allow you to buy cars that uh, run on fossil fuels. And I mean, if you think about it, they're in what situation? Have we ever had where the government has told you you can you cannot leave your house you know you cannot do this you can do you know I mean there's really been no authority before and so if you think about communistic or socialist societies what do they do the government pretty much controls everything you do yeah I mean you know it's funny I just read an article this morning about um, you know the greatest generation and how you know how how are we as a society society different today than than during World War II, when actually they did force people to to make sacrifices. That's like true. they had wheat Wednesday or wheatless Wednesday, meatless Tuesday or something like that, where they said, you know what, we need to ration yeah, um, for the greater yeah, good. Yeah, but that was because there wasn't enough. Right. That's a little. That's a but little. It, a little well, yes. I, I, I know you're just bursting at the seams, but can I ask a trivia question first? And you can yeah. burst. Yeah. The <laughs> of course. All right. You're going to get this one. What was the name? What was the mailman's name on the show Seinfeld? That's the easy one. Oh, come on. You know that. Call 888-912-1190. And in fact, you have to say his name the way Seinfeld would say it. Oh, now I think I know. Yeah. So the first caller with the correct answer, who says it the right way, <laughs> wins the, wins the uh, tanning certificate. Call 888-912-1190. Again, what was the mailman's name? in the TV show Seinfeld. Stay with us, the best of investings. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with Tom Fauna Pacific Private Money. Third trivia question: What was the mailman's name on the TV show Seinfeld? Newman. Newman. <laughs> you said yeah. that. Right. That, that, that counts. That was pretty good. Newman. Newman. 
<laughs> yeah, what Yay, you? three for three. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, you have one more article you want to share? Yeah. Yeah, so um, we were talking about earlier, uh, talking about trends and, and how the activity for uh, real estate activity this year has been uh, on a tear or, or very strong and uh, mentioned some longer-term trends versus near-term trends, um, you know, near-term being people wanting to move out of the urban areas into the suburban areas specifically because of COVID um, and realizing that, you know what, if I have to shelter in place, I want to shelter in a larger place. Um, this trend is longer term. So new co- home, this article, excuse me, is from realtor.com, um, dated yesterday, November 18th. New home construction surges to post Great Recession high in October, driven by rise in single family starts. So the number of uh, the numbers, U.S. home builders, start, uh, builders started construction on homes at a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.3 million in October representing a 4.9% increase from the previous month's figures. Um, Permitting for new homes occurred at a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.545 million, unchanged uh, from September. What happened? The upsurge in housing starts was driven by a 6.4% rise in single-family starts as multifamily construction activity dipped once again, this time by 3.2%. I'm wondering, though, if some of these builders who build multifamily are also builders of single family and where they redirected their resources to, to building single family. I don't know. Or did the multifamily developers just pause while builders like Lennar or some of these other ones, KB Homes, just ramp up their their, um, their builders? Probably that. Um, the big picture, the Housing Starts report follows yesterday's release of the November Home Builder Confidence Index from the National Association of Home Builders. Index inched higher for the fourth consecutive month, demonstrating the upbeat outlook in the construction industry. Indeed, virtually every home builder is seeing rising sales as Americans look to leave urban areas for larger homes in the suburbs only to find very exist- few existing homes up for sale. Now, it'll be interesting to watch home builders to see if if they slow down some of their plans for larger homes because they're usually, you know, at the forefront of housing trends and behavior. And if you see home builders backing off of larger homes, that means they're seeing less demand for people, you know, potentially moving from urban areas to, to suburban, you know, it's, it's all based on consumer preference. So it'll be interesting to watch that, but their outlook is very, very bullish. They're building. So, you know, the longer term trend, you know, is that um, there's an undersupply of housing. And, you know, we've seen that here at Pacific Private Money, uh, which is why we launched uh, the North Star Capital Fund earlier this year, back in July, to address the um, shortfall, the, the lack of supply of capital to builders, infill builders, not to Lennar Homes of the world, but uh, those builders who are building, you know, 20 homes uh, at a time or or 10 homes, uh, whatever that number is, they're, they're sort of your mid-range local builders. That's an underserved market where, you know, we're very bullish on the uh, North Star uh, Capital Fund and being able to provide capital to these to these builders. And we'll touch on all of these funds yeah, I think, yeah, in just a minute. Um, before we go to our break, I want to ask you an email, a question that came in. It says, when's the best time to get into a fund? Are there waiting lists? Yeah. So really for any of the funds, um, if you are interested in investing in a fund, um, you know, they're really, if you're ready to invest, you should invest. Um, the reason why you might hold off on investing is the question is always, you know, how quickly does my money get to go to work? Uh, how soon do I start earning interest? 
And, you know, that really varies by the fund. And uh, within each fund, it varies by the number of loans we have in the pipeline that require, you know, new investor capital. Um, and so that, again, it can vary from, you know, in as little as one week right now for some of our funds to anywhere from two months. But um, the reason to not wait is, we we deploy capital on a first invested uh, first deployed base. So, in other words, if you think if we told you we're we probably won't be able to deploy your money a month from now, your next thought is, well, why don't I just wait a month and and invest? Um, the problem is, as I just mentioned, it's first uh, invested first deployed. So between now and a month from now. We can have 10 other investors come in and invest, let's say, a total of, you know, a million dollars, $100,000 each person. Well, you come in 30 days from now and, and you invest $100,000, you are now behind those 10 other investors. So it's not like we can necessarily hold your place in line. Um, although, um, you know, people have been interested in the Southwest Note Fund, which right now there is, you know, over a month, I'd say, uh, wait period. But one of the options we're putting out there to investors is, um, you know, if you want to invest in any of our funds and there's a long waiting period for, in this case, North Star Capital Fund, the Pacific Southwest Node Fund, or the Pacific Private Money Fund, there's one option in which is to potentially invest in our Freedom Fund because it has, um, you know, immediate liquidity. So if you needed to invest, you could redeem very quickly and um, we would consider uh, letting you invest in the Freedom Fund and then when the um, any of the other funds, um, you know, have the demand for the capital, you could transfer it into one of the other funds. So yeah, far with the- I was mm -hmm. going to say that uh, we, we've actually had some people look and say, well, you know, right now my money is earning practically practically zero in the bank. Right. So it's not yeah. that deal to, to invest in the fund like the Southwest fund and let it sit there for a month not earning. You know, they're expecting- Right. Yeah. And we're allowing people to invest in the uh, Pacific Freedom Fund right now until the Southwest fund has um, has the need. So, you know, really talk to us if you if you uh, are interested in investing in the Southwest Node Fund, um, knowing that, you know, it is more than a month wait time. Talk to us because we may be able to have you invest in the Freedom Fund and then deploy that uh, or transfer that money into the Southwest Node Fund in, you know, in a month's time. How you wouldn't lose your place in that case. Okay. How do people get a hold of you if they have any more questions on this? Yeah, they can give us a call at 415-883-2150 or they can go online to www.pacificprivatemoney.com and we're happy to talk about any of the funds that we uh, offer and the different ways you can invest. And to your point too, you know, uh, a lot of people will say, well, geez, I don't want to wait a month, but then you ask them, Where, where's your money right now? What's it sitting in? Yeah, it's in my bank account earning point, you know, zero one percent Well, you know, you Keep your plan, you know, invest now and, and just wait out that month until we can deploy yeah, it. Yeah, because especially like with the Southwest Fund, the, the minimum uh, preferred, return, the, the preferred return is 9%. So if you went yeah. without interest, but you still earn 9% for 11 months, that's going to more than make up for the one month of no interest. Absolutely. And once and with all of these funds, once your money is deployed, it's deployed. It's working for you. It's not like you go back and, and it's uh, back into a an account that's earning nothing again. So... Yeah, Give us a call. Four one. Oh, sorry. Hmm? Well, I was going to say, oh, yeah, just... with the Southwest Fund, they're longer-term loans, so they're probably not going to completely pay off and and quickly. Uh oh, or is there going to be another loan to fund? These loans are a little bit longer term. Um, say out your information one more time. We're going to cut to our last break. Yep. Four one five eight eight three twenty one fifty or www.pacificprivatemoney.com. All right. Stay with us. Investor Investor will be back with some closing comments. 
You're listening to the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. No trivia question, but uh, Nam, you have another uh, deal of the week uh, case study you want to share with us. Yeah, this is a case study that we talked about again on the um, on the webinar we had uh, yesterday. So for those who uh, attended the webinar and are listening to the radio show, sorry, I'm, I'm rehashing an old story. But uh, actually, if you missed the uh, webinar yesterday, you can still watch it. So if you go to www.pacificprivatemoney.com, you can um, register to, to listen to the recording. So we make that available after each one of these sessions so that um, people who missed it uh, can go back and watch it. So um, this was a, another um, scenario that we're seeing a lot of lately, and it's a um, big loan, $3 million uh, against a $5.1 million purchase. This was a couple um, that they were buying a home in Saratoga. They don't need us. They didn't need us when they went to purchase. They were highly, highly qualified. I think their FICO scores were mid 700s, high 700s. And uh, they were um, essentially uh, in, made an offer on a house. They had a loan in place. And then with just a few days left before close of escrow, their bank said, hey, we need more time. Um, and if you know what's going on in this real estate market, uh, and the refi market, with interest rates being so low, banks are just flooded with applications, loan applications for purchases, loan applications for refinances. It's just taking longer to close on a loan. Now, if you're trying to buy a home in this market, then you really can't afford to make an offer with a long close, uh, closing time frame, because you're competing against other offers who want, who will say, we'll do a quick close, we'll pay all cash. So those are two competing um, agendas. The bank, it's going to be a longer, it's going to take a long time to close your loan. Real estate purchase, you want to be able to write in your offer that will be able to close quickly. So in this case, this couple simply ran out of time. They were up against the clock. They had a $150,000 deposit that was, they were in jeopardy of losing if they couldn't perform. Uh, on the closing time frame, and their bank said, we need more time. So they came to us actually on a weekend and um, they said, hey, we need to close by this coming Thursday. And we got the application in over the weekend. We, draw, we drew docs on a Monday, funded uh, I think on a Wednesday and closed on a Thursday. And, um, you know, that's when we talked about earlier in the show, why, why we bought lunch for two of our uh, <laughs> processors. It's because they don't have time literally to get out of their seat sometimes to be able to, to do these loans because, again, you know, we're under tight timeline. Um, you know, but as an investor in, in Pacific private money for loans like this, this loan is going to pay off really fast. And, and this is a loan we would put in our fund because no investor, individual investor, would want to hold on to a loan that only holds for 45 or 60 days because that's how quickly this loan will turn around. So anyway, um, there's more loans like this. These are the loans we do at Pacific Private Money, and I'll give out our number one more time. It's 415-883-2150. Go to our website, www.pacificprivatemoney.com. We could tell you uh, deals of the week like this until we're blue in the face. Yeah. Uh, best part is uh, there's it's no load. There's no fee to get in. There's no fee to get out. I, uh, every fund except for the Freedom Fund has a one-year hold. Freedom Fund, there is no one-year hold. Uh, minimum investment in all the funds, well, actually in the Southwest Fund and the Pacific Private Money, fund is 50,000. North Star is 100,000. Uh, minimum investment in the Freedom Fund is 250, right? Okay. So real quick, um, on the Freedom Fund, it is a one-year hold.
sold, but there's uh, flexibility as fund managers on the redemption. You are not not on the penalty. Hearing static. Okay, here we go. Here's our thoughts for the day. Someone broke into my garage and stole my limbo bar. Oh, how low can you go? And uh, and I thought I spotted Superman twice yesterday. Turns out it was just a bird in a plane. All right, uh, tune in. Yes, tune in yesterday. Tune in to the tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. I'm Av Martin. I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.